0: Many men have played the left tackle position in the NFL, but for my money, nobody played it better than the guy we're talking with right now, Anthony Munoz, Pro Football Hall of Famer. Anthony, first of all, how the heck are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. I mean, you know, things are going well. Staying busy, but not too busy, so I can't complain right now.
0: The Houston Texans, they drafted with their first-round pick a guy named Titus Howard, Alabama State, and then in the second round, they took another left tackle, a guy named Max Sharping from Northern Illinois. What's the toughest adjustment coming from college to the pros for a left tackle, for an offensive lineman who's out there on the edge?
1: First of all, college, let's say you have a 12-game uh, season, 13-game, you're not facing you know, 12, 13 guys. You're not facing a guy every week that is the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden you get to the NFL, and it doesn't matter what team you're playing, It doesn't matter if the team is doing badly or doing really well. The guy that you're playing against, he's the best. I mean, he's made an NFL football team, so he's one of the best to play in the world. So you have to be up every single week, not only for the game, but in practice, because you're guys that you're practicing against. You're, you're playing against some pretty good players too. And as we know, you have a lot more practice reps than you do game reps. You use those to get better. I think that's the key: is just knowing that you can't be in a lull, that you can't take a play or a, a week off or a game off, that you always have to be on top of your game. If that's definitely what you want to do for a long, long time, and that's going to allow you to keep your job and to play many years in the NFL.
0: So that's the toughest thing and toughest adjustment coming from. The college level to the NFL. What's your one strongest bit of advice for these guys to work on in this time, in between OTAs and the start of training camp? They've got four or five weeks, but they're not really all the way off. What do you tell these guys? What should they work on in this period?
1: Yeah, they're not off. I mean, people say, "Well, they got this tight now." I would say just technique. That's something as an offensive lineman that you don't need someone across from you, someone that's constantly you know rushing. But that's something that you can work on over and over and over. And, you know, of course, with the game now is that you have to be able to prepare with all the pounding and all the hitting. So you compare, can prepare 100% without the 100% physical part of it, and that's something that you can continue to do from now until you, you start camp. And I think that's something that I really learned, you know, and I did my whole career, even the offseason when I was running and lifting, every, I tried every day to work on technique, footwork and, you know, being in the right position therefore it comes natural and uh, when you get to camp now your mind isn't about your conditioning or your footwork even though that's part of it it's about okay what do I do on this play what do I do on and really getting the strategy down to where now you know exactly what you have to do and you can go full speed so I would recommend they just continue to work on their technique
0: technique a key if you're an offensive lineman you played and blocked for some terrific quarterbacks in your career. Texans, we think we got one here in Deshaun Watson. He got sacked 62 times, but as you know, it's not always the offensive line's fault, is it? What's, what's some of the challenges when you have a quarterback who's young, who's mobile, and who can do some of the things he can do?
1: A lot of times, uh, you know, when you're pass blocking, you, you pretty much know where the quarterback is going to end up. So a lot of times your whole technique and the way you're taking your guy is predicated on that. So, you you know, all of a sudden you got a guy with that much athleticism can, that can escape different things. So one of the things that offensive linemen you really have to be aware of is that when you think you have your guy, you got to continue to go because it might not be your guy. He might have to escape somewhere else. Those are the things. And, and you know that you learn that right away, especially with someone like Watson, is that that might happen. So it's not like you get surprised during a game. You have to be aware the main thing is just football awareness, football smarts, the ability to adjust, and the main thing is just going until the whistle is blown. That's probably the big advice I'd give you when you have a guy like that because you never know how long he's going to extend the play.
0: One of the fun things I always love talking with you about is your acting career, specifically the right stuff. What, <laughs> what was that like? I mean, I've heard that you've told me the story a few times, but for those that haven't heard it before, how does a guy like you get into one of the greatest movies, I think, of all time?
1: I'm still trying to figure that one out. <laughs> it was actually, it happened uh, after Super Bowl sixteen, which was my second year in Cincinnati with the Bengals. I just ha- happened to go back to L.A. and have my elbow cleaned out by the same doctor that did all three of my knees when I was at USC. He was actually the orthopedic surgeon for the Raiders, but had his office in Beverly Hills. So not only was he a, a professional athlete doctor, but he was known as the... Celebrity doctor in uh, Beverly Hills. Of course, John Robinson, who was my head coach at USC, Mm -hmm. had been with the Raiders, came back to USC to take the head coaching job. And, you know, he started sending some of us to to Doc Rosenfeld. And so when I went back for my final examination after my elbow had been cleaned out, he said, Anthony, I might have something for you. I said, Doc, good day. He goes, I might have a little part in a movie for you. I said, Doc, I'm not an actor. He says, no, no, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Just check it out. So he gave me the names of two guys that I really didn't have any clue who they were at first. It was Erwin Winkler and Bob Shardoff, and I I quickly found out how big these two guys were (laughs) and how big in the movie industry, and I just happened to to go meet with them and happened to get this small part in the right stuff and didn't realize how big the movie was initially. But then uh, I think if I'd have known prior to taking the the role, I probably would have been uh, intimidated and didn't want anything to do about, you know, with it, but uh, I, I did it. It was a lot of fun. Got to meet all the guys that played in the movie, and I can put that on my resume, I guess.
0: I bet. <laughs> hey, what was it like when that movie came out? I mean, did you go and watch it in the theater? And if so, yeah. was your mind just absolutely blown by how cool that, that thing was?
1: I did. I did. It was interesting. My wife and I were kind of in the back of the theater, and there were several guys in front of us. and. Funny to hear the you know once I came up, one of the guys says, "Hey, isn't that Anthony Munoz?" And the other guy says, "No." And we're in Cincinnati. And says, no, that's <laughs> not him. That's not him. so. That was a fun part. But then sitting there and watching a, a you know because I love going to movies and watching yourself on a screen rather than you know on you know, during a football game or practice uh, in a uniform. Now I'm in a you know really a movie, and it was different. But my excitement was uh, waiting until the end of the movie to see my name on the credits. That was, I think. That was probably, at the time, a little more exciting than actually seeing myself on the screen. That I would actually have my name on the, the credit with the Ed Harris and uh, Dennis Quaid and Jeff Goldblum and all those guys, uh, Sam Elliott. And all of a sudden you see Anthony Munoz on the, you know, rolling across as one of the names on the credit. So it was, it was pretty interesting. It was something that I'd never really experienced before, and it, it was fun.
0: Yeah, that's, that's got to be one of the stories of a lifetime. You know, you and I have talked a couple of times out in the heat sweat pouring down our faces but right now we're in the air conditioning which is nice you're on a phone i'm on a phone but tell us about the character camp that you got here in houston
1: this is really a passion of mine and you know this is our eighth year that we've been doing the nfl play 60 character camp it's something that uh, i've been doing 18 years with my foundation in cincinnati and about nine, ten years ago i flew up to the league office and recommended that we work together and took their uh, Play 60 pillar and added character to it. So this is our eighth year. I think we've been in uh, 27 of the NFL cities. I know we've been in Houston year after year after year. But it's great. I love it because we can use the game of football. We're going to teach the young men and women a game of football, but then we're going to go beyond the game and teach them what it means to be a person of character, what it means to work together as a team. So those are the things that excite me, that we can use a, a game that gave me a lot of opportunities and it still gives me opportunities.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic stuff. And I imagine over the years since you started this, you've got guys and players and kids that have gone on to play in college, and I'm betting maybe even a couple of them have wound up in the NFL themselves, huh?
1: Well, you know, that's the fun thing about it. You know, you start with these young men at a a young age, and then you can see them grow and see them become, you know, from young man to men. And so that's an exciting thing. And then hopefully as this process continues, then you'll see those young men that grow to be men to come back and give back to their respective communities and, and really use the platform uh, like a lot of us that have played the game already are, are utilizing it.
0: And, you know, a few of the Houston Texans players are going to be involved with the camp here. One of them is offensive lineman Greg Mance, and he grew up in the Ohio area. You were his favorite football player growing up. How does that feel when you hear stuff like that? you got guys in the NFL that, that loved what you did, that watched you back way back when.
1: Well, I think that's the ultimate compliment, that guys that are coming behind you can use you as an example. And I guess when I was growing up, I had those same examples. And then once I got into college and the pros, you want to make sure that your work ethic, that your character, and the things you do – can be passed on. And uh, so it's very humbling when someone mentions that, but it's also exciting that you hopefully have trailed that path where guys can look at you and the way you played the game and the way you handle yourself, and they can emulate and they can uh, respect that. So that really is great to hear.
0: Anthony Munoz, Pro Football Hall of Famer, actor, in an Oscar award-winning movie, we really appreciate the time. It's always great talking with you, and most importantly, we're really excited about this NFL character camp you got going on in Houston.
1: Well, it'll be great. Uh, Houston has been one of the first cities we, uh, you know, we we did the camp in, so it's nice to be able to go there every year. So yeah, we're excited and. and- Really, the city's always been very hospitable. The Texans, their staff has always been very supportive. So we, we love going there.
0: All right. Well, we're big fans of you, Anthony, and we can't wait to see you again very soon. Thanks so much for the time Thank this you. morning. Uh, All great right. talking to you always. Yes, sir.